and we are back with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. I am one of, once again one of your co-hosts, Nick Bavona, joined alongside once again by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino. And guys, a wild week in the NFL. Are we really surprised at this rate? No, but some crazy wins, a lot of upsets we saw some this week, and you know, it just continues to prove why the NFL has continued to be the king of the uh, sports world this year. The NFL is going to be king up for another couple of weeks, and then uh, when the NBA hits around the All Star game, and there's going to be all drama because I'm a drama. I like a drama filled league, and sometimes the NFL doesn't hit that. Uh, I want to see players like you know Kyrie Irving getting all types types of shenanigans and getting themselves in trouble. That's more entertaining than the game itself. Uh, the NFL is lacking some really uh, strong storylines in the controversy section this year. Yeah, um, I mean. I'm not sure where to go with that comment, but okay. Yeah, I mean, this has just been an absolute shit show of a year. In sports in general, honestly, I feel like this year has just been very strange. Well, I think if there's anything that this NFL season has taught us so far is that no one is realistically a favorite, and that it realistically at this rate, it's anyone's game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, No one's a favorite, and every Thursday night football game sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's not wrong. He's no, really not wrong. They really gotta get rid of the third I'm, I'm gonna play it short. I'm gonna play it short and sweet because I know no one really wants to talk about this game. Honestly, hold on, Nick. Before you get there, they should just run double Monday night football games. Mm, get rid of the Thursday game. Uh, they should just not do Thursday night games in, at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. And not even du- no. Game. They shouldn't even just. They shouldn't even do double sun, uh, Monday night games. They should just add an extra game to Sunday. Yeah, I guess, but a double Monday. No one cares about Thursday night football. It's so bad. Agreed. And it gets players more in, like it gets players frequently more injured than they should. Let's just let's let's just get into this game. This game sucked. Um, I don't know what the hell Amazon was thinking when they saw that. Oh, we have a Falcons and Panthers game, divisional rivalry, in the you know later part of the season. This should be great. No, this game really, really sucked. Panthers win twenty-five to fifteen in a game that everyone believed that the Falcons were going to win, and they the Falcons were just absolutely terrible. And Deontay Foreman was the only person in this game that didn't remotely anything that relevant. Thirty-one carries for one hundred thirty yards and a touchdown. Panthers get a win, sure, but the only person. People, the only one that not really winning is the people that have to watch this game. Yeah, uh, America loses when you when you turn on the Thursday night football. The biggest loser half of this season is Kyle Pitts. He's being absolutely mismatched by the Falcons this year, and we him and Drake we, London. Yeah, him and Drake. I mean, Drake London's little rookie though, so I'll just you know give him a pass this year. I mean, yeah, but my God, it's been a rough year for Kyle Pitts. And every every Falcons game, I get excited like, okay, he's gonna be really good. He's finally going to, you know, break this funk, and then the Falcons happen. The Falcons yeah, are going to Falcon. It, it's definitely ridiculous. A, a guy with that talent should definitely be getting the ball. What do you mean? He needs, he needs to line up and block more. What do you mean? <laughs> Honestly, at this rate, they should just move him out to the fucking receiver. Make it, like, just put him on the outside, because... Oh, no, they do. And you know what happens? They they think that Marcus Mariota is competent enough to throw the football to him. 
No, I'm saying permanently. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm saying like don't ever line him up at tight end ever again. Yeah, the problem is he won't get the ball because Marcus Mariota is his quarterback. Yeah, but just think about it. how bad is Desmond Ritter. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, you, there, there's, there's no reason why Desmond Ritter should not be starting right now. Well, no, there is. He sucks. I mean, maybe that is the reason. That that's I, the only reason. I, so people talk about the Falcons for about two and a half minutes, and this has gone on. I know. I'm already. I'm already annoyed. This 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 game sucked. I don't want any analysis. America lost. Um, the Panthers really fired their coach, and it got better overnight because Matt Rule is that bad at managing an NFL offense and defense. Correct. And I want to I want to move into another game that didn't put was, you to sleep. At least the second right. half didn't put you to sleep. Uh, exciting, uh, exciting ending. Very bad first half with Buccaneers getting a win in Germany versus Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Tom Brady, first man ever to win an NFL game in four different countries in London, Germany, Mexico, and of course the United States. Absolutely remarkable feat. And it looks like the Buccaneers finally have their season back afloat. I wouldn't say back afloat. I mean, I'm not going to. Honestly, I can't count anything as potentially good when it's overseas. Let them do that in the States. Because look at Denver. Denver wins overseas, and then you know they're still shit. I mean, yeah, but it's been two straight weeks now where they've gotten. Oh, back to be fair, the only reason they won overseas is because they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, and that's that's not again. Seahawks are actually competent, or somewhat competent. Uh, I mean, look, I love me some Geno. Don't get hey, me wrong. Hey, the Seahawks are still on top of the division, so. They be they they would they be hosting a playoff game with the if the season ended today, which is nuts. But I mean, you said it, Johnson. I mean, Tampa Bay starting to get a little bit of rhythm back now. Winners are two straight. They got the great win against the Rams last week in a game that was really bad. This game they started off hot. They were fourteen nothing going into the half, but they let the Seahawks come back late in the game. There was really some weird play calling by the Buccaneers. They had Leonard Fournette throw a really bad pass and and a pass where Tom Brady tripped and it led to the easiest interception of Tariq Woolen's life. Tom Brady also threw an interception to Cody Barton late in the game that led the Seahawks down the field to getting a touchdown to make it a one possession game. But the Buccaneers were able to run the football efficiently. Rashad, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Rashad White, 105 yards rushing, come filling in for Leonard Fournette who did get injured in this game with a hit pointer. He'll be, it looks like he'll be able to play the Buccaneers next game in two weeks. But Tampa Bay gets the win. They're now 500 once again. They lead the NFC South now by a full game over the Atlanta Falcons. Meanwhile, Seattle, they do lose this game, but they're still on top of the NFC West. But the Niners are creeping right up behind them. But we'll get into them a little bit later on. But the story of the game for Tampa Bay was holding Kenneth Walker to 17 yards rushing on 10 carries. That was really That's been Seattle's bread and butter the last couple of weeks. And Walker just was not able to do anything in this game against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much to say about this game, in my opinion. Um, Tampa did what they're supposed to do. Now, I know I kind of joked last week when I said this in saying that the Vikings versus Bills might have been game of the year. But my God, I did not expect to see what we just saw this past Sunday. Legitimately the game of the year. Legitimately the, the game of the year. One of the wildest games 
in a in a hot minute and probably the most bizarre like endings we've seen probably all season. Now, Break it. That God is not a, a Buffalo Bills fan after this game. I think this just kind of cements it today. I mean, looking at it, third quarter, the Vikings are down by 17 points with a minute 50 to go. They're in desperate need of anything. They get a late uh, 81-yard rushing touch from, from Dalvin Cook to make it a 10-point game going into the fourth quarter. Then that's where all the fun started. So Minnesota is down the field. They're in the goal line. Fourth and goal at the one. They run a quarterback seat with Kirk Cousins, and they get stuffed at the line, and you think that the Buffalo Bills have won this game. They're going to hold on and get an emotional win against Minnesota. And instead, the unthinkable happens. Josh Allen fumbles the ball in the goal line. The Vikings recover it in the end zone for a touchdown. They take the lead with 41 seconds. And coming from me, I mean, I was working a tournament this weekend, and I thought after seeing the, the Vikings get stuffed, I thought the game was over. Looking back at halftime I, of that game, the tournament I was working at, I saw that the Vikings had won the game. And I said, how was that possible? I thought the game was already over. I found out about that defensive touchdown. And then the Bills, you know, to their credit, got back down the field with 41 seconds left and kicked the game-tying field goal to set it into overtime. But after Minnesota kicked the go-ahead field goal in overtime with 3.40 to go, Josh Allen got the Bills down the field, got them into the red zone, but threw an interception to Patrick Peterson and the Vikings. They stunned the Bills 33-30. to their best win of the season by far. They go to 8-1. and one. And for Buffalo, they now go from first in the AFC East to now third and at the end of the week. So the Bills the last two weeks really have a lot of questions now circulating around them. Is Josh Allen fully healthy? What are you know what defensively could they do better? I mean, you, you saw in this game, they couldn't stop Dalvin Cook, and they certainly could not stop Justin Jefferson, who had by far the catch of the century. That one-handed catch on fourth and eighteen, one, one of the most mor- like miraculous catches I've ever seen, and he he was seven yards away from two hundred yards receiving. So, kudos to him, kudos to Kirk Cousins, and kudos to Dalvin Cook. They all are huge reasons why the Vikings are now eight and one on the season, and they really, you know, could be a big threat when it comes to being a Super Bowl contender. This is the season of dreams for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh... I can't remember the last time the Vikings had this hot of a start, just beating opponent after opponent, game after game. Kirk Cousins, we, you've seen the memes online of him wearing the chains. I'm afraid that if this keeps on going on more and more, it's going to start looking even more ridiculous than it is right now. But the new nightmare to stay is undefeated in prime in uh, afternoon games. He is eight and zero when the game is before eight twenty. He is one. He's zero and one in primetime games. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like I just yeah. don't understand the man. He's the new nightmare. If you if the if the sun is out, Kirk Cousins is good. He's kind of like a uh, he's kind of like a reverse werewolf. Where a werewolf <laughs> only comes out when there's a full moon. Kirk Cousins only comes out when the sun is out. Like he's sun's only good before when yeah, sun's out, guns out for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, I don't. Know. I have no comment. All right, Nick. If you, I, I see, I've made you speechless for the uh, yeah. the third or fourth time tonight. So let's just get you something that you want to talk about. Yeah, let's talk about the sure. Giants 
at home in MetLife. Uh, game a little bit weird towards the end there. It was looking like an easy victory for the Giants, but the Texans put a little bit of a fight towards the end there. Giants improved the 7-2 on the year. 83% chance of making the playoffs as of now. And things just keep on getting worse for the Texans. Nick, give me your thoughts as a New York Giants fan. Well, the Giants never make anything easier. Let's just put that in fact. Every single win they've had this season has been by a single possession. So nothing is easy for this team. But to their credit, they're 7-2. So who cares at this rate? Now, by far, this is their most you know convincing win of the year, considering the fact that you know the Texans kicked the late field goal to make it an eight-point game. So, I mean, they had a double-digit lead going into that last possession, but the Giants did, you know, they just stuck to what they they've been doing all season, running the football. Saquon Barkley, 152 yards rushing and a touchdown, and Daniel Jones did just enough, to, you know, in the passing game. 13 to 17 for 197 yards, two passing touchdowns, and including an insane one to Darius Slayton, who has been really efficient, like he's been really good the last couple weeks for the Giants, really emerging as one of their top threats. He had three catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. And the Giants' defense did just enough to hold off a Texans, you know, running attack from Damian Pierce to win this game to go to seven and two. I just want to point out that uh, Daniel Jones had nearly two hundred yards on under twenty attempts. Yeah, kind of crazy when you think about it like that. Saquon Barkley had over had a hundred over one hundred fifty yards. He becomes the number one rushing leader for this season, and it's looking like the Giants are going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's. I'd agree with that. They definitely have a very, very good shot. I mean, I saw a graphic today that uh, I think only one team out of the AFC East and NFC East wouldn't make the playoffs. The uh, Washington yes. Commanders right now would not be in the playoffs. They are a half game behind San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. Which is absolutely insane. The East it's Coast just, had some great football this season. Absolute mayhem. Um, to, to get uh, to continue on that point of Darius Slayton. It's kind of annoying. The guy went from their number one option to then getting no reps at all. Like, because he drops a lot of footballs. Yeah, but he also makes some of these crucial catches. I like, mean, yeah, but you still got to catch the damn ball to get any rep. I mean, I, I understand that, but like, I he fell way down their depth chart. Yeah, like uh, when you drop passes, it happens. Bro, they were playing David Sills over him, okay? I love David Sills, but Slayton was their number one option. That When you drop passes, Grayson, you get put in the doghouse. If anyone would know that, it'd be a Patriots fan like Johnson because if you saw, you know, I'm going to probably trigger a lot of people. When when Jonas Gray for the Patriots fumbled the football, stop, never stop, was heard from Stop, <laughs> stop. We're not talking about this. <laughs> it's just my point. It happens. You get put in the doghouse. You never, and you potentially get never heard from again. I remember the Giants were, uh, you know, they were going to trade Darius Slayton, but he's played. He played his way back into some reps due to the fact that Sterling Shepard got injured for the season, and then Kenny Galladay, who's been out for most of the entire year, and pretty much was out of this game because he had a really couple, a bad couple of drops in this one as well. He continues to be really looking really bad, but. The Giants get the win at the end of the day. There's still rumors that they could potentially bring back Odell Beckham, and that would be a big spark for this offense that's looking to make a big push towards the playoff. Yeah, I mean, I think it would definitely it would it'd be a huge upgrade at that position. Um, I just I don't see Odell doing it personally. I think he'd much rather go you let me have my it. dream, you sick rat well, bastard. I, wait, hold on, 
let me finish. No. I think he's going to try to go chase another ring, but I'd love to see him back. Yeah, he's going to chase York. a ring with the New York Football Giants. Absolutely. <laughs> You're right. Oh, Nick, I love your delusion. You can laugh all you want. We're 7-2. Yeah. It's a, This Nick, is it. What, hey, Brian Day was a GOAT. He is a GOAT. That's true. Uh, but... You know, I am I am worried that a team like the Niners or the Bills will sign him. I I will yeah, say that, that. That's that's my fear. Is I think somebody that's got a really anyone but player. the Cowboys. I swear, if it's the Cowboys, I, I will cry. Gonna, I don't think he'll go to the Cowboys. I hope I not. He, I think he would go to the Giants over the Cowboys. I think it's really I, down to the Bills and Niners. I or the Chiefs. God, if he goes to the Cowboys, I will cry. If he goes to the Chiefs, Either way, yes. good one for the Giants. Let's see if they can pick, keep the momentum going next week against the Lions. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But, Johnson, let's talk about um, someone that made their head coaching debut this past Sunday, Jeff Saturday. Yeah, Jeff Saturday getting a win over, you guessed it, the, Oakland, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. I keep you can call him Oakland. I, I, you can call him Oakland. I don't care. I think they would sully the legacy if they would be Oakland Raiders. This is these they're, this sully, is they're doing it either way. They're horrible. They are so bad. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor looked like a new running back. Looked like he was renewed, but all he had to do was play the Las Vegas Raiders, and he goes off for over 100 yards first time since September I, I just don't know what to say about the Raiders at this point. And well, the biggest story of the game was Matt Ryan once again in the starting role for the Indianapolis Colts. He had been benched for Sam Elringer. It looked like he was done. Probably would never going to see Matt Ryan again as a starting quarterback. But Jeff Saturday, first week as head coach, he said, "You know what? I'm going to go with the the old veteran and give him another chance." And Matt Ryan looked very good in this game. Twenty one to twenty eight for two hundred twenty two yards and a touchdown. Also at 38 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. Love to see it. So, Love it. you said it about the Raiders. This is pathetic performance against a, a Colts team that's really been struggling all year. And for a Raiders team that's had so much talent offensively, and they have some good players defensively too. It's guys like Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the defensive line. But the Raiders, they rank last in sacks and quarterback pressure this season. They have been absolutely pathetic and they've got to fire Josh McDaniels sooner rather than later I mean any Broncos fan could have told you when they signed Josh McDaniels that that was an absolute mistake and it's proven to be they're now two and seven they're right now projected I think to have the second or fourth overall pick in this upcoming draft they are they are just a weird team and a team that had so much expectations coming into the season now I do want to point out that the uh, owner of the Las Vegas Raiders, Mark Davis, uh, Mark Davis has committed saying that Rome wasn't built in a day, and he's committing to uh, keeping Josh McDaniels as a head coach. And if any anyone who's in that division, if you're a fan of the Broncos or the Chiefs or the Chargers, you're you're jumping for joy right now because you have multiple years of this bumbling idiot as your head coach, as the Raiders head coach, giving you two easy wins on your schedule every year. It's like, hey, you could start off 0-14, but if you play the Raiders back-to-back, you're going to finish uh, at least 2-16 and six, at least 2-15 and 16 at the very worst. 2-15 uh, and 15 at the very worst. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I think a lot of it is going back to Mark Davis is not a uh, is not a self-made billionaire. He, his primary source of income is the team. And he, if you remember, he's already paying Sean Gruden Tens of millions of dollars with that buyout deal. 
So he can't really afford to buy out another head coach. And I think Josh McDaniels will be here to stay for a little bit longer. It's really bad because it's going to really hurt the culture of that team because they are not getting anywhere right now with Josh McDaniels as the head coach. Yeah, no, they're they're pathetic. (laughs) But you want to talk about something pathetic? Oh, man, this this brought a big smile to my face. Dallas Cowboys, what happened? How do you lose to the Packers who just lost to the Lions the previous week? I mean, and you, and not to mention that you lo- lose the game. You had a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter, and you blew it to a, a Packers offense that has not done anything these past few weeks. Green Bay stuns the Cowboys 31-28 to in overtime. Christian Watson showed out in this game for the Packers. Four catches for 107 yards, three touchdowns. Big game from him. Big day from Aaron Jones. Finally, the Packers running the football as a you know it's a miraculous day for them as Aaron Jones has 24 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown, and the Packers they took advantage of some Dallas Cowboys mistakes, two interceptions for Dak Prescott, and the Cowboys they had a chance to kick a field goal in overtime to give them the lead, but uh, they went for in a fourth and short, they did not convert, and it led the Packers to go down the field and kicking the game-winning field goal to get a much-needed win to save their that basically saved their entire season. Yeah, yeah I don't I mean, uh I'm sorry, you can go, Grayson. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys just <sighs> <laughs> There's not much to say. Second uh, place, baby. They're just confusing. This is honestly the best way to put it. The Packers have been fucking awful. And you find a way to lose to them? Nah. Hey, listen, maybe the pack is going to turn around. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to turn around. They I mean, need a full sell. I mean, listen, this this definitely saved the Packers season because they was going down the toilet the way they was going the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah I no, mean, pa- Packers definitely still have time to turn around, too. Yeah, I mean, they still have a chance to make the wild card. Division looks like it's out of reach for sure, the way the Vikings have been playing this absolutely, season. Absolutely. But the wild card... Listen. Is well, the way the NFC has been this year, it's still definitely in play. Unless the NFL flexes every Vikings game in the prime time. Uh, Which they could. They could. And if that's the case, the Vikings will finish a pedestrian eight and nine on the season. Which mean <laughs> which means that'd be really have a bad. chance. I think every Minnesota fan would want to go into a cave and just crawl up in there and just be like, What happened, dude? Like, why? Why is this happening to me? But that won't happen, but the pack still has time to turn around and make the playoffs, especially because the NFC sucks, and the seventh seed is probably going to be below 500. Which is wild. Yeah, it's very possible. Very, very possible. But when you talk about the seventh seed, that's currently, I believe, being held by the San Francisco 49ers, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. And they had their Sunday night football game this week against the Los Angeles Chargers. And, you know, going into this game, the Chargers were a big, you know, road underdog and they played, you know, they played all right. It wasn't the greatest offensive game from them, but they did just enough to keep, you know, keep pay at bay with the Niners, despite not having Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They were still getting good contributions out of DeAndre Carter, some good catches from Joshua Palmer as well. But the Niners win this game 22-16, to and they did it due, in fact, to their running game. Elijah Mitchell, his first game back from injury, he has 18 carries for 89 yards, very effective on the ground. 
Christian McCaffrey had a rushing touchdown. Jimmy G actually ran in for a touchdown as well. The Niners hang on 22-16. They're now a half game back in the NFC West. Meanwhile, the Chargers lose this game. The Chiefs win, so now the Chiefs have a two-game lead in the AFC West. So the Chargers, they really need to start picking up some pace because right now it looks like they're going to have to try to make the playoffs as a wildcard team. Yeah, it's, it does seem a little bit out of reach for the Chargers right now. But remember, they are playing uh, Chiefs at home on Sunday Night Football this week. We'll get into that later. Chargers need to get healthy. That's what its bottom line is. They need to get healthy. They're missing a lot of key pieces. They just got someone like Joshua Palmer back. And he's kind of maybe proving, or at least he had sh- is showing some promise that he could be a big contributor down the, down the stretch. They need Keenan Allen back. They're just missing a lot right now. And if they don't get healthy, it's going to be another you know typical Chargers season. Yeah, I mean, it would look really bad at Brandon Staley if he was to not make the playoffs after the blunder he had this this past season in which the Chargers were, you know, going to make the playoffs and he called a timeout. So it's a, so the Raiders said, you know what? Screw it. We're going to hit the game-winning field goal and we're going to end your season. Yeah, that was something. Oh God, I, I, no one understood it at the time, but I don't think anyone God. still understand it, understands it, I should say. My God, he he is definitely gonna be fired if he does not make the playoffs by the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent, and he should be. Uh, he should be fired right now, honestly. Uh, I, I wouldn't. No, it's still too yet. early, bro. I don't. They're awful. Their offense has not been good, but injuries definitely have been playing a factor. But they have they, not been they, able to run the football either. Austin Eckler has been very, you know, they've been awful. He's just not been able to run the football. He's I mean, really been used as a pass catching back the last couple weeks. That defense. Like That's yeah. true. Well, Joey Bosa, remember, he's also injured, so that's really hurting their defense right now. You still and JC Jackson's out for the season too. They, that's two that's two big players. Yeah, you have you have Cleo Mack, sure, but that's two big p- parts of your defense that you're missing this season. No, I mean that's hundred percent fair. I just I'm not disagreeing with you. The Chargers you, you need could be better right now. They're, they've been borderline pathetic the last, what, three weeks? More than that, probably. Yeah, they haven't They haven't been as good as everyone was hoping they would have been this season. This team had so much potential. But I feel like other than the Chiefs, that's been the entire story of the AFC West, a, a division yeah. that had so much potential. And realistically, the Chiefs are the only team that have shown that potential. Every other team in that division has not. No, that's 100% true. I don't know. I just... You sit there and you look at what this team could have been. Justin Herbert looks like shit. I mean, they that, that has to do that offense. I mean, it has due in part to the fact that, yes, he has, hasn't looked great in some of these games, but it also is the factor that they have their offensive alliance had a bunch of injuries this season, including Rayshon Slater, who has out, been out for the season. And then Keenan Allen and Mike Williams being hurt does definitely not help that wide receiving core that's, you know, pretty thin right now so they really need to figure out you know the next couple of weeks can they get healthy and they need these guys to get back healthier or else they're going to miss the entire playoffs yeah i mean it's definitely a possibility right now all right and i want to kind of go into our summary finish up with a huge upset washington commanders pulling off the upseat Stopping the Philadelphia Eagles from having their perfect season. Philadelphia gets to about the halfway mark, and but 
and the season, the perfect season is now at an end. Now, we've said this a couple times that Philadelphia is giving me, or at least it's giving me personally, like Pittsburgh Steelers vibes, where they had a very weak schedule ahead of them, and everyone thought they were good, but you, they were playing weak competition. And I say this a lot, you have to play who's in front of you, but to me, uh, this is kind of just a, a crack or a kink in the armor. Well, Johnson, uh, remember at the time when the Seals were undefeated, the team that beat them to end their undefeated season, the Washington football team. So maybe they're just a curse. Maybe you're a curse. Grayson did call, and I will. I don't give him credit for much, but he did say Washington would win this game. He did. Taylor um, Heineke drinking bush light out of a makeshift cooler. Yeah, I mean, that dude is a beast. Taylor Heineke should have been the starting quarterback from the beginning of the season. This team might be in a playoff spot right now. I mean, they, they're still in a playoff spot. They, I mean, they're only half game out of the wild card. Yeah, like, Taylor Heineke's that, that quarterback for them. I don't I don't see a reason for them to draft a quarterback if he's going to play like this. The guy's been really I think good. you have to draft one, but you, you stash him. They have him. to draft one. You have, have to draft, draft one. one. Uh, I feel bad for Carson Wentz, though. He had such fun for Grace. You let's not what? let's not let's not describe the fact that the the biggest reason why the commanders win this game is because they ran the football for 152 yards due to the fact that they have two good really, really good running backs in Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson. The defense did just enough to hold a, an Eagles offense that's been really good this season. How about AJ Brown? He had one catch in this game, so a great job by Washington there. And then Terry McLaurin has you know I will say to Taylor Heineke's credit. Ever since Taylor Heineke has started, Terry McLaurin has started to finally look like the guy that we know that he could be. He had 128 yards receiving against an Eagles defense that has been great this season against the pass. And the Commanders pull off the stunning upset. So now no undefeated teams left in the NFL. Well, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Just a crazy upset. All right, and let's go into our favorite favorite section our nfl picks in preview now nick let's start off with thursday night football uh just can can we just get a good game this week we might get a good game this week it might might. it's better than it's better than power it means better the panthers and falcons it it, definitely has a lot of potential so yeah we have tennessee titans on the road versus green bay Spread is currently Green Bay minus three, over under at 41. <sighs> oh, that's a tough one. Can I pick a tie? <laughs> you cannot pick you a can tie. Pick a tie. You, you can are, pick a tie. You, you can pick a tie. Go right ahead, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. As a meme, I'm going to pick a tie. Oh, my God. But um, honestly, I'm going to sit here and say. You can say tie in the official record. If you look like it and we post it, you'll be a genius, so. I'd probably say Tennessee plus the points. Okay. Uh, other than that, like I just I can't. I don't see an over. So I. I definitely don't see an over. Not I'm going to go with the under. Just hoping that Derrick Henry has himself a day. 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I'm not going to touch the over on the in this game with a 10-foot pole because the Titans can easily put up uh, 30 points as much as they can put up 7. So I'm not going to touch this. Green Bay has been pretty inconsistent all year as well. I'm going to agree with you and just say Titans uh, plus 3. I think that's a solid pick. I like the Titans in this game, but now you both took them. Give me the Packers. Screw it. Moneyline points. Uh, give me uh give me Packers plus three and the under. I definitely like the under in this game for sure. Um my issue with the Packers, like I I, I want to take the Titans because the Packers cannot stop the run this season. And you're facing Derrick Henry, and he's gonna most likely have a monster game, especially considering the fact that he really struggled this past weekend against Denver. He's gonna want to have a monster game this week. Um, but with you both taking the Packers, I mean, we we did so many games in the college football where we picked basically the same. I need there's got to be some kind of you know, someone's got to take a hit. So I'll be the one that takes the hit. I'll take the Packers. I agree. So we removed this from the initial rundown, but I still have it on my sheet here. So I'm going to run this. Oh boy, Nick, we have the New York Football Giants at home versus the Detroit Lions on the road. I'm going uh, to start. I'm going to hammer Giants minus three. That is the easiest uh, pick of my life. No. And I'm going to take the over as well. The over. Oh, my God. Okay, Nick. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Would Johnson take in the Giants? Take the Lions, you sick bastard. Just stole mush my team. Just take the Lions. Hey, I've been on your team multiple times this year, and I've won. I'm not, so. No, I'm not saying you're going to mush them. I'm saying if we all take them, then something might happen. That's see, Nick. That's we exactly did. What we I'm did, th- we Nick, did too much exactly. of college football. Someone's going to lose now because that happened. This is exactly what I'm thinking. So I'm going to take the Lions to reverse the 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 trio mush. All right, that's fair. So just what Lions money line or yeah. the point? Okay, money line. I'll take a money line. Okay. And Nick. Give me Giants money line and the under in this game. I mean, I, I like your I like your Giants pick for the under. Uh, the Giants statistically only score about twenty two points a game or so. Uh, Lions this, offense has been very weird the last couple of weeks. Yeah, so the only I, reason I, they I got thirty last in. week is because of the Bears. So I definitely see where you're coming from the uh, from this perspective. The under makes sense, but I also think that the Giants eventually have to buck this trend, and, and I think this will be the game to do because the Lions defense sucks. So both are definitely valid arguments, but I definitely see where you're coming from right here. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, AFC East matchup right now. New York Jets coming to Foxborough to play the Patriots. Patriots are three-point favorites at home, over under at 38 and a half. <sighs> Give me the Jets. All right. Money line. Jets money line, okay. And would you like a over under of that, sir? Absolutely not, because I have no idea. You sound like a you sound like someone at like a drive through. Would you like anything else with your uh, with your best? <laughs> that was slip? the vibe I was going for. <laughs> would you like to uh, make that parlay, sir? <laughs> would you like a player prop with your uh, with your bet? Yeah, actually, I would love a player prop. Garrett Wilson, anytime touchdown score. Okay. Right, I'm not. I'm. I'm not officially recording that. You're not going to uh, record that, but we'll we'll put the, we'll 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 remember if it happens. Uh, I will take Patriots money line and the under here. Both these offenses suck, and this is going to be a defensive battle. That's fair. Uh, I mean, 
the Jets are four and zero on the road. So I mean, they've been road warriors this year, but I they they eventually are going to have to lose a game on the road. That you really cannot have that much success going away. I mean, and hey Nick, when's yeah. the last time the Jets beat the Patriots in New England? Dom, just in general. Oh man, that's. I'll give you a hint. I'm trying to think of myself. It's been, it's, it's been over five years. Has it really like, been over five years? It's been over twelve games. Wow. Huh. Uh, I'm gonna take the Patriots too. Um, it has nothing to do with that. Or I'll take a money line. Yeah, I, okay. I, I think the the Jets have eventually have to lose a road game, and I think this is pro- probably that road game that they lose. They didn't look great against the Patriots last time. We saw Zach Wilson look really bad in that game. So if he plays like that again, the Jets will not have a chance to win. Um, it will be a close game, I think. I think the minus three is perfect for New England. I think they win in the last second field goal. And when it comes to the over and under in this game, I, I agree with both. I mean, I think this is going to be all defense. So I don't see a lot of points being scored. I see this game ending 21-17 for the Patriots. So Patriots would just cover and the and the under would just hit. That's fair. Okay. Going into an exciting game this week, we have the Cowboys going into Minnesota, playing the Vikings. Uh, Cowboys actually on the road, but favorites. Cowboys minus one is the current spread over under at 47 and a half. Uh, what time is this game being played? It's at 425. Uh, this is at 425. So the, the sun... The sun will be here's the thing. The sun will be out, but it is winter time now. It's approaching the winter, so halfway through the game, the sun will be gone, or at least going Give me the down. Cowboys only because um, uh, Kirk Cousins past one o'clock is a scary thought. Now he is the new nightmare for a reason, and if it's going to be, he's not the night. He's not the nighttime nightmare. So uh, I definitely see where you come here. Cowboys money line or a spread? Um, I'll I'll take a money line. I mean, at that. It's only minus one, so yeah. I'd much. It's a pick'em, basically. So yeah, like, pretty much, it's a pick'em here. I, I'm going. I'm going money line and the under. Money line and the under. So that's under forty-seven and a half, correct? Yes. Okay, interesting. There, Nick. What do you got? The only thing I like in this game is the over. <laughs> I don't like. I, I don't know who wins this game, to be honest, because. The Vikings are riding a wave of momentum right now. They just came off that big win against the Bills. And the Cowboys, I mean, they come off a loss against the Packers. you got to believe they're not going to want to lose two in a row. They need this game more than ever because now they fall into third in the division. So if they want to have any chance to win the NFCs, they have to win games like this. I really don't like I – don't, I don't know who I would pick. I love the over if I had to pick one thing from this game. If I had to pick a team to win the game – I'd probably take the Vikings just because I don't know if the Cowboys have enough to stop Justin Jefferson and a guy like Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. But I, the over is definitely the one thing I do love in this game. You have to assume that Micah Parsons is going to be a problem with Justin uh, with Justin Jefferson. That's uh, that, that's the main concern. I mean, he'll, he'll, he'll definitely be a problem for, for you know Kirk Cousins to get the ball off, so that's that's fair. Yeah, but I am. I would take the Vikings, but my official pick is going to be over 47 and a half. Uh, Cowboys defense hasn't really been that swift. And the Vikings have a lot of pieces on offense. Kevin O'Connell's done a fantastic job, to say the least, turning the franchise around. 
or at least steering them in the right direction. So I'd like the over 47 and a half. I could easily see this game ending similar to the green, uh, the Buffalo game last week, 33 to three or 31, 29, something very close. And uh, with the over hit just hitting. No, yeah, that's fair. Let's get into another good game. Uh, Chiefs on the road at the Chargers. Chiefs about touchdown favorite, minus six and a half on the road. And over under slated at 50. I'm going to say it. Give me the over this game. Uh, I, I feel like these are two high-powered offenses. Even though the Chargers really haven't shown it in the last couple of weeks, they have the potential to be uh, to score 35 points at any given notice. And I, I think between Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are good for about 20, 25 points on any given night whatsoever. So uh, I do like the over this game. I don't know who's going to win this game, but I'm going to take the over uh, at over 50. I'm also taking the over, and I'm taking the Chiefs. So is that Chiefs money line or points? Points. What do you like? And okay, so you think they're gonna win by more of it, pretty much by touchdown or more? I mean, yeah. Do you think I trust the Chargers right now? Well, I would say I don't really trust Andy Reid, so I can't say. Uh, yeah, well, I can't you say know, much. You're, you're yeah, we we all everyone knows about your stance about that. Um, for me, I like the under in the game due to the fact that the Chargers offense right now is dealing with a, you know, a lot of injuries. If they're able to get back Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, then my stance definitely will change about this game. But with the injuries they have a wide receiver, they're not, they're really not scoring points right now. And they're not really running the ball with Austin Eckler. So that's also hurting them. Now for the Chiefs, they, you have to keep in mind, they, they also have a couple injuries as well. Juju Smith-Schuster might not play this game. They also have offensive, you know, offensive line issues when it comes to injuries. So they might struggle to score some points also. They kind of struggled with Jacksonville last week. So we'll have to see how they do in this game on the road. I like the Chiefs to win. I, I'll even give you a final score. I think the Chiefs win this one 31 to 17. I think, you know, it would just be near the over-under mark, but I think it would just be a little bit under. But the Chargers has been struggling to score points last so, couple Nick, weeks. So, you're giving us Chiefs minus 13.5 with a final score of 31-17 and the under is 50. I don't have a parlay calculator on me, but that seems to be somewhere in the odds of probably plus 10,000. So, Nick, <laughs> if you hit that, go play Lotto. <laughs> if that score ends 31-17, I don't even know what to say. But I do like I do like the 6.5 mark for the Chiefs. I think that's I think that's really good mark for them. Okay, well, I'm going to record that as is, and if you even get close to that, that'd be pretty hilarious. Yeah. And final game we're going to talk about You'll see me is, at the Powerball if it, if it does if it does happen. <laughs> is another primetime game. San Francisco 49ers, technically the away team here, and the home team is technically the Arizona Cardinals, uh, that being the game in Mexico. I believe Mexico City to be exact. Correct. 49ers are eight and a half point favorites, technically on the road, whatever. On over under at 43 and a half. So I think I can speak for everyone here is that we're all taking the, the Niners in this game, no matter what. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cardinals got a great win last week. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you know, hold on. It's not a good win. They they beat a, a really bad Rams team, but yeah. Now, are you guys going to take them points over under? How do you guys like your Niners this week? Straight. 49ers, 49ers money line? Because I could, I could, you know what? Here's what I will say. If Kyler Murray plays this game, I love the over because the Cardinals defense has not been good this season. 
And the Niners, we've seen they could score points. But if the Cardinals don't have Kyler Murray, they're not going to be able to score, especially against a, a, a solid Niners defense. Um, I like the Niners. The question is, do I like the minus eight? Give me Niners minus eight. I, I don't really like the number as much, but the Cardinals have just been really bad this season. And I'll take the over, but my stance could change if Kyle Murray doesn't play. I'm going to take the under here. I think the 49ers will probably win this game if I had to take, put money on it. I think they're going to win this about 24 to 13. Uh, I'm not really seeing too much. I, I like the under here. And if Kyler p- plays, maybe they win 24 to 17. I think they're going to be kept in check, especially uh, technically this is a home game for them, whatever that's supposed to mean. Uh, I'm going to assume since the 49ers are a way more popular franchise, at least here in the United States, when you go to Mexico City, it's going to be a lot of Niners gear. It's going to be closer to a Niners home game than it would be a uh, Cardinals home game. Yeah, uh, I mean, definitely that's the case. I mean, it's a must. Go ahead, go ahead. I also want to talk about the the elevation in this game. A lot of people don't know this, but Mexico City is actually 2,000 feet above sea level, more so than Denver. So they call Denver the Mile High City because it's you know a mile above sea level. But Mexico City is 2,000 feet above Denver. So trying to play this game, if it's going to be like a ground and pound type of game with CMC, and let's say you do have Kyler who's going to run the ball a lot. Neville Elijah Mitchell abs- now too for the Niners. He's back yeah, you now. Could, you could be absolutely gassed by the second half just because of the restriction of oxygen that's available in the uh, in the atmosphere. So that's an interesting way to look at this game. That uh, these offenses and defenses are both going to be gas. So I think in the first half it's going to be pretty strong, but in the second half they might be completely done. I will say I was not expecting that take. And as you said it, I'm like, huh, interesting. I did not see that coming. Well, you got to think about it. Uh, we're, gonna go, we're not going to cover the World Cup, but what the U.S. men's national team actually plays in Colorado for or practices in Colorado for that reason because of the restriction of uh, of air and, or oxygen in the atmosphere there. So it makes them better. Um, there's a reason why Kenyan runners are so good because they train at such a high elevation. So when they come down to close to the sea level, it's almost like they have an advantage. So. Both these teams are not used to play, not used to playing, you know, seven thousand feet above sea level. So that's going to be an extreme, de- uh, an extreme disadvantage for both these teams from an offensive perspective, which which is going to turn this game into a defensive game. True. I mean, that's 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 a fair enough statement. And you know, you brought up the U.S. men's uh, national team, the World Cup coming up. We're all going to you know wish the USA some luck. Hopefully, they get a great you know World Cup run this year. We'll have to see what happens, but. We'll also have to see what happens in the National Football League and see what hap- will we have some other crazy upsets like we had this past weekend. Will we have a lot of high-scoring offensive games like we've been seeing all season? I think only time's going to tell. I mean, I will have to say, though, is uh, Team USA for the World Cup should get out of qualifiers. I, I want to say, I want to believe. I want to believe I, I, a lot. We, we have to. We have to. I know. I, I think it. we could at least win a game. I know we could at we, least win a game. But it's going to be scary. I don't know why I'm scared of Wales. The I was United States, the same thing. Actually, I'm less scared of England than I am Wales. I don't know. England is... Uh, we're not really the Eng- England's boogeyman. I mean, I, I still think of that hilarious 
New York Post uh, headline from about 14 or so years ago, uh, how the, the title was Yanks win greatest tie since against the British's Bunker Hill, you know, <laughs> Yanks win zero zero or some, I forget the exact score, but it was hilarious like that because we were celebrating a tie versus England. So I think if we tie again this time around, we'd be, you could see something pretty similar, <laughs> at, at least here in the New York city area. Look at the end of the day, if they're, if they're able to get a tie out of that. And you have to beat Iran. They have to. But Wales is really going to come down to that breaking point, I think, for us. If they beat Wales, they're definitely – they're going. They're going to hopefully the round of 16. And I mean, then... For me, this is going to be a preview of even what a better team is going to be in 2026 when we host yep. this. And sure. you, and that's going to be the time where the U.S. men's national team can maybe advance past the round of 16. That's to me, this is going to we're playing with house money this year. Agreed. The youngest team in the World Cup by far. Look, just uh, go team USA. That's all. Absolutely. Well, from one football to another type of football, I think that's going to do it for the all gas, no break sports show this week. Another crazy week in the NFL. Obviously, good luck to Team USA and the World Cup. We'll see how they do. And we'll see how all the NFL teams do at this upcoming weekend. And we'll see if we have some crazy upsets like we had this past week. Once again, I am one of your co-hosts, Nick Pavona, joined alongside by Andrew Johnson and Grayson Sheepy G. Marino with the All Gas No Break Sports Show. Have a great rest of your evening.